Good morning. Uh, you know, I just want to tell you how much I love you. I love you with all my heart. And I'm going to say a prayer for us before we dive in in just a moment. But I really want to share to you this morning about opening your heart. That's why you come. And I know that that's why you're here is because you, you, you want God to do something in your life. And here's the thing about, about this, this crowd. Every one of you, you all have different personalities and you have different things going on and, 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 and you would like for God to touch you in different ways. But that's the beautiful thing about God. It doesn't matter how many people, doesn't matter how many needs, God is a God that's a mutable God, that's an omnipotent God, that's an omniscient God. And there's nothing, there's not too much, God can meet those needs. And so... Um, I, I want to pray over you that, that you just open your heart, open your mind, and, and let God speak to you, because I'm going to preach a message. I have never taught this before. I don't think I've ever taught this in my life. And, and so it's going to be a little uh, different, but I want us to open up our spirit, because this is probably one of the most dangerous traps that we can all be trapped to and not even know it. But I'm going to pray that God opens our mind before we dive in, and I'll tell you where we're going in just a moment, okay? But let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you for every life that is here. God, as we were singing and worshiping and praising you and lifting you up, God, you were already working spiritually on people. God, you were preparing the way. You're preparing the path right now. God, the hearts are already opened. God, I believe the minds are ready to receive and are open as well. And I pray that, Father, that the word that you have put in my heart are not from me, but, God, they're directly from you speaking through me. And, God, all I am is your vessel. All I am, God, is, is your servant this morning, God. Your word says, and I'll read it in a little while, that, God, that I was bought with, with the price of the blood of Jesus. I don't belong to me anymore, but, God, I belong to you. And, God, that means that you take this vessel, God, this temple that, God, that you live and abide and dwell in, Father, and, and use it however that you need to to minister to this body. And I just pray that, God, that lives will be changed, God. But, God, we just won't talk about it. But, God, we're going to act on it. Before we leave, Father, there's some people need to make some commitments. And, and I pray, God, they'll do that. Just not talk. But, God, really, truly say, God, I'm going to surrender it all as well. And I ask that, God, that you just work. And I thank you, God, for your presence. Thank you for your word. Bless it and bless me. And anoint me, God, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor David. So again, change your clocks next week. <laughs> Push them forward so you get to lose an hour. Sorry about that. I was trying to help you. I was trying to be positive. Trying to make you feel better. Anyway, uh, let, let's talk about that this morning. Let's talk about the title of this message is called The Enemy's Biggest Trap is what God laid on my heart to call this. Because it is one of the biggest traps that the enemy tries to bring on God's people. I'm going to talk about godly people this morning. And this is a trap 
that he will bring on his people and they don't even know it. And many of you here this morning, you're probably in this trap right now and not even know it. And we're going we're gonna to talk about that, okay? But we're going to expose it. Now, you're probably wondering, what is this trap, right? Let me go ahead and read it to you. And this is our key uh, text this morning. It's found here in Proverbs chapter 29 and 25. Fear of man. All right, you ready to go home? <laughs> That's the trap. Fear of man will prove to be a snare or a trap or a bondage is another word for that snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. So here's what I want you to understand. The fear of man for believers is the number one bondage that believers are faced with today in this society. We see it everywhere. And, 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 and we're going to expose a lot of it. Now, and, and here's the reason why. Now, let me go and give you this truth, and we'll, we'll talk about it. The fear of man is the most deceptive fear, because people don't know about it. That there is, because most believers don't know they're trapped by this spirit of the fear of man. We see it all over. You go to social media. Why do you think people are doing so much to their bodies? Because of this fear of man. Now, let me explain how you can identify this spirit, okay? Uh, if, if you want to know if, you're, if you have this, if, if you're dealing with this, or if you know others that are dealing with this, let me show you two indicators this morning to know if someone's dealing with this fear of man. Now, first of all, they constantly try to please people. They live their entire life to try to please others or try to please the world just to fit in. As a matter of fact, they take it so far, they begin to compromise their, their faith in God, their values in God, just to be accepted. And we even see this in churches. How many, you know what I'm saying? We see churches kind of sliding a little bit more progressively so that, that they don't, the, by the fear of man, because they don't want to uh, be attacked or, or be talked about, and so they get a little bit more progressive. Can I just pause for a moment? As the pastor of Elevation Church, we will never, ever compromise the Word of God. If it's sin, it's sin. Now, we're going to love sinners, but we're going to hate to sin. We are never going to compromise with that. And if I ever do that, you look me in the face, say, Pastor Gary, stop it. Now, look, I love sinners. It, you know, I, I, ever, that we just deal with sin. It's just a part. I'm a sinner. We're all a sinner. Wouldn't you like to be a sinner too? Right? Look at your neighbor. We're all sinners. But at some point, we've got to get to the place to reject and say, I, I want to really totally start living my life for Christ. So, so I just want to say that. But they constantly try to please people because they don't, they don't want to offend anybody, right? But so they're in this process of pleasing. They do anything and everything just to get people to accept them, to fit in. And then they slide from that to the second one here. They constantly try to control every situation. In other words, they try to physically make these changes just to get people to accept them. Have you seen it? You'll, we see that all the time. And so, in other words, uh, if, if your neighbor, they buy a house and, or a new house, all of a sudden you, you, you think, we got to go buy a house. Just so everybody accept us. 
They're not going to accept us with this house or we got to go buy another car because this car's not good enough. It's a fear. We, it's a fear that the enemy puts on us that, that we have to deal with on a day in and day out basis. But they make all these physical changes just to try to fix something that's going on spiritually inside of them. And you look on Facebook and, and, and you see all these people, <laughs> you can see that they're just trying to live a life to, to fit into the world. And that's a, that's a spirit, that's a fear that, that the enemy puts on people to try to live this way. And, and I, I, can I, I'm just going to say right now, young ladies are under attack like I've never seen. They are literally going to doctors, having doctors medically change everything about them. And, and here's why. Because of the fear of man. To fit in. Why can't? We just love who God created us to be. God created us to be this way. When we go to heaven, you can't take any of that with you. That stays behind. So, so but what, what, what's happening? It's the fear of man. Now, people will say this to me all the time. They say, well, Pastor Gray, it's just my personality, just the way that I am. You know, it's okay that I, I please people. And there's nothing wrong with pleasing people because we do want to make people happy, but you can't take it to extreme where they control you. You understand what I'm saying? But, but they say, it's just my personality. You know, I got a strong personality. You know, I, it's just who I am. I'm, I'm just a kind of a strong person. I like to make changes. No, it's not your personality. It's a spirit. And it's called a spirit that the enemy puts on you. And it's called the spirit. And it's a trap of the fear of man. And I'm going to show you that it is a spirit. And because it's a spirit, that's good news. Because that means you could get set free. You could cast out a spirit. But if you don't identify it's a spirit, then you're going to live with it thinking it's your personality. Now, so you can't cast out a personality, but you can cast out a spirit. And you know what I'm talking about? How many has got kids? You got a kid, right? How many got kids? All right, trust me, I guarantee you, you know the difference between a personality and a spirit. <laughs> they start acting up and misbehaving. Now, you're, you're not, right, you need to, I'm going to change your personality. No, that's, you can't change your personality. But what you're going to do, you can identify that nasty little spirit on them. You're going to say, I'm going to cast that spirit out in Jesus' name. If I can't cast it, I'll beat it out, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh, here we go. Someone's going to call the police. <laughs> I said, beat it out. <laughs> anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Maybe a little bit. It worked on me. My dad just beat it out of me, and it worked. <laughs> no, I know some of your parents, you believed in timeouts. Okay, I get that. Okay. You, 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 you know, about a year, two years later into it, I'm going to ask you, how's it working out for you? Oh, I, I put that away, baby. I got out that thing and I, I'm, let's keep moving on. <laughs> but we can see it. So let's look at how that we can identify and get set free from the spirit of the fear of man. Because let me tell you something, church, it is real. And it's, it, it holds people in bondage. So let's go back to our key text here in Proverbs 29, verses 5. Fear of man. It's the fear of man will prove to be a snare. Now, I'm going to show you that the trap of fear is a spirit, okay? And here's the reason why I know this, because when you're trapped by this spirit of fear, it speaks to you. Yes, it does. Yeah, it really Am I lying? Yeah. How many, It speaks to you. You're not good enough. You need to be taller. You need to be skinnier. You don't look like everybody else. And it starts speaking to you. I'm telling you, it is a spirit. And, and, and it brings a sphere on us 
that we have to change, that we've got to change like everyone else. Now, I'm going to read a scripture to you here, and, and it, we, we only focus on the word fear, and, and we don't see one word that's before it. And for the first time, it's just going to be, just your eyes are going to open up and see it for the first time. Watch. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and 7, a hallmark scripture. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but what? But of power and of love and a sound mind. I'm telling you, that nasty spirit is a spirit. And we have to stop it. we got to come up against it because it will literally trap you and control you and dominate your life. And as a matter of fact, you know, this spirit is what I, I, I truly believe. It's a spirit of prophecy, too. It has a gift of prophecy on it. Prophesy over you. It prophesies a negative future to you. It tells you what your future is, it thinks it's going to be. It's a liar. It's a spirit of lies. You're going to be a failure when you grow up. You're never, you're never going to find that special someone. You're always going to be poor. You're always going to be ugly. You're always going to be blah, 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 blah. It just, it, just, it just lies constantly to you. Now, the fear of man is the number one fear mentioned in the Bible. And you, you just look at it. And the reason why that is is because it's, so, it's, it's such a deceptive fear, and God knows this. And so he constantly mentions, don't fear man. Don't fear man. Don't fear man. Because when you start fearing man, okay, then you start, man becomes higher than God. Let me show you scripture here. Now, this is a physical fear here, but, but you'll get the picture here. It says this in Luke 12, verses 4 and 5. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body. And by the way, we're going to be dead a lot longer we're going to be alive. So we got to know what's going on both sides of the fence. But I got to make sure I get to the other side because that's when eternity begins for me. That's where I get to live forever, all right? So understand that. And after that, can do no more. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who has, after, you, after your body has been killed, has authority to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. And we see this fear is mentioned over and over and over in the Bible. Because he, he knows that, that, that believers are deceived, and they don't even know it. They don't even see that it's happening until it's too late. And there's some of you this morning, you may be caught up in it, and, and you're so afraid, and, and you got to just keep living the way that everybody else is living. I mean, you're just doing what everybody else is doing, saying what everybody's doing, saying, and, 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 and acting like everybody else. And if we're honest, we've all done it. We have done it. Am I right? Have you, we've done I've done it. As a matter of fact, I did it when I first got in the ministry. It was a mess. I started the ministry, and I went to this amazing conference, and instead of absorbing the word of God from the speakers that was going to pour into me, I started looking at all the other youth pastors. Come on. How many of you have done that? You start looking at everybody else, and you're like, oh, I need to look like that. If I just, if I just acted like that, and I started comparing my youth ministry to all the other youth ministries, and I got caught up in this fear if I didn't look a certain way, if I didn't act a certain way, I was not going to be accepted. And that was fear. That was the fear of man. And so I started to what? I started to get control. I started to control the situation. I tried to start, I control it by dressing different, by talking different, by acting different, you know? How many of you got in your youth group, man? Right? You, it, it, you start changing. And so you try to get control of it. And that, I'm telling you, it's a spirit of fear. And so I'm going to show you three things really quickly 
on, on how that we deal with this spirit of fear, and we have to be aware of it. Because I'm telling you, this is the number one deception that the enemy wants to bring on us. And I don't care how old you are. It, it happens to all of us. Because the enemy tries to bring insecurity on us. Because we, it is, we all want to be a better person, Right? But, but when you're constantly living in fear of man, I'm going to show you how damaging it could be and how, and how to deal with it. So let me show you three things about the bondage or the trap of the fear of man, okay? Now, number one, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. It keeps you trapped to man. In other words, you're bound to that person. You're bound to whatever that is. So in other words, every time I kept going back to those conferences, I would, I would be bound to those guys. Well, I want to look like them. I want to act like them. Right? And so I started to bind myself to him. Let me read you this scripture in Luke chapter 12, verses 4 through 5. It says, Yet at the same time, many even among the leaders believed, these were believers here, godly people, Christians, in him, Jesus, but because of the Pharisees, now watch, they would not openly acknowledge their faith. They got shut down. They were shutting down. Why? For fear they would be put out of the synagogue for they loved human praise more than praise from God. Did you someone catch that? So, so here they were starting off good, but then all of a sudden they got afraid of the Pharisees. They bowed down to them. And so they, 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 they worried more about what the Pharisees thought of them than what God thought about them. So really what they did is they removed God from the throne of their heart and they put man there. Did someone get that? And, and you can't live that. So in other words, they, they cared more about what, what man thought about them than what God thought about them. And you see, we've, we've all dealt with this. We've all been there. And now, there's one thing that we have to understand. I prayed this in my prayer a while ago, that you are the temple of God. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. God should take residence. God should, should be sitting on the, t- on the throne of your heart this morning. Not man. And that's how that you know if you're being trapped by the fear of man. Because let me tell you something. When you go out to eat and you see that food and you look around, wow, we won't pray today. There's some people who knows me. That's fear. You're bowing down to fear. No, God's going to be first. Come on, honey, let's pray. In Jesus' name, God, I pray you. I pray, God, you bless this food. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all hear that over there? No, don't be rude about it. But you understand what I'm saying. Don't, be, don't let people put fear on you to serve the Lord. Again, as a church, they're, they're, the world tries to, tries to make us bow down to fear. They did it through COVID. They did it through all the stuff. They'll do it. They'll constantly do it to try to put fear on you to do what they're telling you to do. And that's what fear of man will do. You'll bow down to the fear. So let me go ahead and give you scripture here because we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? And you are not, I love this. This is my favorite scripture. And this is a scripture. This is my hallmark scripture. This is what I want to live. You are not your own. Let's pause right there. The world says, the fear of the world says, this is my body. I can do what I want to do with it. There's the fear of man. I'm going to follow what the world says I can. No, I have to follow what God says I am and what I do. Watch now. For you were not, now again, I'm just, I'm just the messenger boy. That's what this said. For you 
were bought at a price. Okay, Paul's there. God's just working on me right now. How many of you bought a car? You all own a car? Okay. You could do anything you want to do with that car, can't you? If you want to paint that car green, you want to bust all the tires on that car, you want to drain all the oil out of it and drive it down the road, you could do that. I got a lawnmower, buddy. It don't need oil. I'm serious. It's a, it's a push mower. That sucker, it's, it's like the energizer. It keeps going. I, was, I don't know why I told you that. It's a, it's, it's seriously, it's a God-anointed mower. And actually, it was a... a, 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 a Judy and Don's daughter bought it for us back when we lived in Greenwood. Can't kill the thing. It's sitting on the banks all the I mean, it's like, it's 50, it's older than me. But I don't know why I said that. But anyway, but if you own something, I can do whatever I want to do to it. It's mine. If you're God's, you don't belong to you anymore. We have to submit to what he wants to do with us. Now listen, he's a good God. And he wants good things for you. So don't misunderstand me, man. He wants to bless you. He wants to keep you on a path to keep you healthy and whole and take care of you. So don't ever think God's a bad God. That's against his character. He can't do things bad to you. Only good. He's a good God. For you were bought at a price by a good God. Amen. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So in other words, this morning, you get to make a decision. And we talked about this, Denny, this morning in our prayer. And whenever you see me come in here a little bit later than everybody else, I'm in there seeking the Lord before I walk out here. That's what we do, okay? That's why we do that. But, but, but we were praying this in our prayer time. You choose who sits on the throne of your heart, church. That's your choice. And I want to challenge you this morning. Who's the one sitting on your heart this morning? Is it really God or is it man? Trust me, you'll know real quick whenever you're, whenever you're put in tough situations, whenever you're faced with something and who you're going to bow down to. When you're in, that, when you're in the checkout line and, and then that little lady, you know they're crying and, and they, they need something from God and you're there and you're like, well, people's here. I'll, I'll just come back when nobody's here. Come on, that's the fear of man. You look at her and say, sweetie, let me, I'll, I'll pray for you. You know, I get people will say, well, I'll pray for you. Well, let's just pray now. This is pray now. That's why people, they never want to talk to me back in the produce section anymore at Walmart. Because when they say pray for me, we're praying. We're going to pray. We can either talk about it or pray about it. I'll be praying for you. Do you now think about it. That's the biggest lie in people. I'm just going to say this. Oh, I'll be praying for you. But do you really? Pray for him. Pray for him. Step up. Don't be afraid of what people's going to say. You know, many years ago in the ministry, you know, I was trapped by this, and, and, and I was stuck in that. I was. I, I was doing what everybody else was doing, trying to please all these other youth pastors, trying to look like, trying to act like. I was bound by this, and I was always worried about what people thought about me. How many of you ever went to a party before another group of people, and, and, and right again, this trap will speak to you. It talked to you. And you're in that room, and in your brain, you're going, they're talking about me. They're saying, they don't like me. They don't have, listen to me. You're not a mind reader. Quit doing that. That thought is not coming from you. That is a spirit that's speaking to you. And you stop that right now. You know, my wife, she she knows what I'm doing. She thinks she knows what, she don't. 
because here's the thing, what, seriously, the thing about me, she thinks she thinks she knows what I'm thinking. She never can because I'm never thinking anything. And trust me, guys, we can do that. Ladies, seriously, we got that gift. You don't have that gift. That's why you get confused when you look at your husband and say, what are you thinking? Well, nothing. Trust me, we're thinking nothing. And so, but stop trying to let, okay, go back with me. Stop trying to let this spirit of the fear of man talk to you and put dumb ideas in your brain that people are, are talking bad about you and saying awful things. That is the fear of man right there. That is that trap that you're stuck in talking to you. That is from the enemy. Trust me, God would never say they don't like you. You know, but again, who cares? That's the fear of man. Who cares if they like you or not? I don't care if they like me or not. I'm not there for them. I'm there, I live my life to please God. And when you get to that place, man, there's freedom in that. And this morning, God's going to set you free. I promise. He's going to set us free. So let me show you this in First Peter, or 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 19. They promise freedom, but they themselves are slaves of sin and corruption. These, are, these were believers. For you are a slave to whatever controls you. Whatever's controlling you, you're going to be a slave to that. You know, and, and that's what bound me. And, and so... so so what happens, that's what keeps you trapped to a man. And you know, we used to play this game in youth ministry, and it's called the three-legged race. You ever, how many knows the three-legged race? That is designed to make you look like an idiot. That's all that's for. <laughs> what they do is they tie your leg to another person's leg, right? And you put your arm around them, and you got to work together to run to finish the finish line with about other, you know, eight or other teams there. And they go, go, and we're all falling on the ground and, and, and acting like idiots, well, why are we doing that? Because we're bound to the other person. Now, here's a spiritual application to that. There are many of us today, because the fear of man has got you bound to them, you're trying to run a three-legged race every day. And you can't run. You can't run it. You can't run it free. You know, I used to have these dreams that something bad was chasing me, and I couldn't run. My feet was in quicksand or something. You ever had those dreams? Thank God it stopped when I was like 12. <laughs> but well, I would have those dreams. That's the same thing. The three-legged race will do. And that's what we do. When, we, when you fear man, you're tying yourself to them to do what they do, when they do it, how they do it, why they do it, just so that you will fit in. Listen to me. God wants to set you free, church. Man, he wants to set you free. It's okay. It's okay. Now, listen. I understand we, we want to be better and we want to do, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if you're going to exercise, get better for you, do it for you. Don't do it because you want to look like everybody else. Do it because of who you are. Do it because you are the temple of God. Do it because you know who you are. God, I'm going to get healthy for you, God. I'm not going to get healthy for the world. I'm going to get healthy for you. I'm going to do what I'm doing for you, God. See, remember, as long as God is on the throne of your heart, whatever you do is going to glorify him. So understand, I don't, I don't want to try to get you off base that to not, not, not try to be good to people. Or, but what I want you to understand, it all depends on who's on the throne of your heart when you do something. Amen. So number one, it keeps you trapped to man. I need to move quick. Number two, it keeps you trapped away from God too. It keeps you from going to God when you are trapped in the snare of the fear of man. Okay. Now, is this, all, is this good? Y'all getting this? Because I, 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 like I said, this is the first time I shared this. And I'm like, Lord, you got to, I mean, I, I'm, you got to do this. Because I, I, I really don't, uh, it's totally different for me. So, but it keeps you trapped 
away from God. And one of the stories that I found where this happened, it was when Peter was denying Jesus while Jesus was on his way to Calvary. Remember that? And I want you to see what the fear of man will do to you. Now remember, Peter, before this, just a few chapters before this, had walked on the water with Jesus, had watched Jesus raise men from the dead, had watched Jesus heal the lame, heal the blind, heal the, heal the ones that couldn't hear. He, this, he saw and walked and, and lived with Jesus. Now he's on the way to Calvary and watch what the fear of man will do to you. Now watch this. Let's see if you catch it as I caught it as I studied this week. In Luke 22, verses 54 and 62. So they arrested him and led him to the high priest's home. Okay? And Peter followed at a distance. Now this is, the, they're taking Jesus on the road to Calvary here. Okay, it, it, it's all setting up. The guards lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat around it. And Peter joined them there. A servant girl noticed him in the firelight and began staring at him. Finally, she said, now watch this. This man was one of Jesus' followers. If he was confident, he said, you better believe I am. Hallelujah. Yeah, I was. Is that what he did? Watch what fear man does. But Peter denied it. Woman, he said, I don't even know him. After a while, someone else looked at him and said, you must be one of them. Again, a second time. No, man, I'm not. Peter retorted. About an hour later, someone else insisted, this must be one of them because he is a Galilean too. But Peter said, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Three times. Look at the fear of man. Look what the fear of man will do to you. And trust, it is a spirit, church. It's a spirit of fear that if I do this, then man's going to do this to me. He was afraid, scared to death. And immediately while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. Now, I love Luke is the only one that records Jesus looking back. It's not recorded in any other scriptures, but here it is. And I love this. This is why I put this up here. But then the Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Now, why am I saying this? It's because as we deny Jesus, he's still there. He's not left you. He's still watching. He's not gone anywhere. But you know, Peter was pushing himself away from him. Why? Because of fear of man. Because the fear of man will keep you from getting to the Lord. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered what the word the, word, uh, the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. I want you to think about this. Is it possible this morning that many of us today, including me, that sometimes we feel far away from God because of the fear of man, because we want to be like everybody else. And the more that we try to put people on the throne of our heart, we're removing God from the throne of our heart. And Peter this day, was more afraid 
of the rulers at that time than he was his own savior. The man, none of the other people that, that, that he's afraid of, none of those people could walk on the water. None of those men raised anyone from the dead. None of them healed anyone from being sick. But let me tell you, that, this is why I know it's a spirit. That spirit put so much fear in him that, he, that they elevated, that spirit elevated all these other men that had no power as Jesus above Jesus to, in Peter's eyes. He put those men on the throne of his heart rather than God. In Jeremiah 17, verses five, I love this. It says, this is what the Lord says, cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans. And that's what happened to Peter. He got cursed right there. Who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. That's why Jesus, after he reappeared, he went back to Peter and he asked Peter three times, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. But he said, don't feed my sheep. And, Peter, and then Jesus, wait a moment. Then he asked him again, Peter, do you love, you see what's happened there? He's restoring Peter back. Three times he asked Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And on the third time, Peter was broken. And he said, he put Jesus back on the throne of his heart. He said, Jesus, I die for you. I do whatever, Jesus. I love you. Don't ask me that again. His heart was broken, but that was a broken place that he had to get to. And this morning, if God is going to set you free, some of you are going to have to get broken. To totally bow down and say, God, I surrender. I'm going to surrender. I'm going to surrender my life back to you. And so here's the beautiful thing about this picture. You may have walked away from the God, but God has never walked away from you, church. Someone get that in your spirit. He has never walked away from you. And sometimes you may feel far, far, far away from God. But I'm telling you, God, some, some writer wrote, he's just as close as the mention of his name. All you got to do is mention Jesus' name. He'll be right there. He'll be right there. But we can all relate to Peter because we're caring more about what man thinks rather than what God thinks. And so number one, the fear of man's going to keep us trapped to man. Number two, the fear of man's, it's going to keep you trapped away from God the way it was with Peter. And here's the last and final one, and I'm done. Pastor David, you can go ahead. Come on, brother. It keeps others trapped away from God by following you. This is dangerous. You see, this is what was happening to me in youth ministry because they were trapped by the fear of man, doing the same thing, trying to perform, right? That's called the performance trap. I think I ministered a message not too long about the performance trap. We become, we become human doers and not human beings. But I got caught up into that. And, and they laid a trap for me. And I got caught in the trap of trying to please everyone else, trying to look like them, trying to act like them, trying to dress like them, trying to do everything that they did. And my heart breaks because I know that over time, I became a leading youth pastor in the state of Indiana. Constantly speaking and, and youth pastors was coming and bringing their youth ministries to our youth ministries to grow their ministries. And I know there were times when I didn't make God first. And I got caught up in things and performance. And I laid some traps for them. And I had to ask God to forgive me for that, God because these young men were following me. But thank God I finally realized, and I said, I'm going to get back. 
to what really matters, God. I'm going to make you center of it all. And I told him, I said, listen, we put up the games and we started worshiping the Lord and the ministry started growing. We started having services with the kids. You know, because in youth ministry, the first thing they say, what kind of games do you play? We were putting out chairs one time and, and Robert Paddock used to be the youth pastor here. You know, Robert was putting these chairs out and the youth pastor was visiting and they said, That's, and Robert, Robert told him this, and this youth, this youth pastor said, well, what kind of games are you, are you playing with your kids to get all these kids to come out on weekly services? We'd have our services on Thursday nights. I think you all came visit it one night, didn't you? You know, and, and, and but God was doing a great thing there, wasn't he? I mean, God was moving, but they would, they would ask that question and ask Robert that. And Robert said, we used to play the games, but we found out that didn't work. We started having services and that worked a whole lot better. The ministry started growing. Why? Because God became back on the throne of our hearts. And we stopped following man. We stopped following whatever. You know, we, it, it's sad, but in youth ministry, you could get these books and it talks probably 95% more about stuff. Do this, do that, do this, do that. Do that, say that, look like this, dress like that, and they'll come. Where's Jesus at in this? Where's Jesus in the equation? Where's the Savior in the equation? Let's get him back on the throne of our heart and watch what God will do. And it worked. So let's read some scriptures on this. In John chapter 9, verses 22, his parents, this is, now watch, again, people will follow you, okay? And we'll see this. We sit all over the place. People will follow. The other one. So if you're in bondage, the other people that's following you will be in bondage as well to this fear. His parents, this is Mary and Joseph, said, said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders at this time who already had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. So Mary and Joseph decided together to, to be afraid of these Jewish leaders because they say, well, we better not tell them that he's really the Messiah. Even his parents did this bowed down to the fear of man, to the fear of these Jewish leaders. Now, we know that the disciples were constantly doing it. In John chapter, nine verses, uh, or John chapter 7, verses 13, but no one would say anything publicly about him for fear of the leaders. This was after he was crucified, waiting for him to come back, right? <laughs> the disciples were scared. Let's keep reading. Let's go. John chapter 20, verses 19. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, having a pity party, talking to one another. We can't say this. We can't say that, right? Why do I know that? Because with the doors locked <laughs> for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be to y'all guys. <laughs> Hallelujah. They were, they were afraid, but then all of a sudden Jesus came back. But you get what I'm saying they, they, they coerce one another. If one's in bondage of the spirit of fear and, 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 and the, it, it, it just snowballs, everyone else will just kind of follow the leader. This is what happens with the spirit of fear of man. Everybody's gonna do what everybody else is doing. If the world's doing it, we're gonna do it. Be careful. We have to be so careful with this. You know, the Jews were the most fearful uh, uh, people that ever lived. They were afraid of everything. They were in bondage to everyone. They were in bondage to Romans leaders. They were in bondage in Egypt. They, they constantly have been bondage. As a matter of fact, they feared man so much that we know that the entire nation of Israel back then, and even still today, totally and completely 
took Jesus off the throne of their heart and put the fear of man on their heart. And today they don't even believe in Jesus. The Jews feared that man so much at that time that they completely, totally walked away from Jesus altogether. That's why Jesus came to the Gentiles, you and I. Now we're spreading the gospel all around the world. Then there's, thank God for, 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 the, for the converted Jews today. They're the most powerful Christians ever, but there's still Jews today that they completely walked away from Jesus. Why? Because they feared the religious leaders back then more than they feared God. And that's what it did do. It had completely turned you completely, totally away from God if you get bound by this spirit of the fear of man because you'll bow down to that spirit rather than bow down to the spirit of God. And this is what Jesus says to them right here. Matthew 23, verses 15. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law? And you Pharisees, hypocrites. You know what a hypocrite is? Hypocrite is somebody who says one thing but does another. For you cross land and sea to make one convert, to get somebody saved of your little religious thing going on here, just to try to get somebody to look, think like you. And then you turn that person into twice the child of hell you yourselves are. So if you're in bondage, you could endanger someone else to be in bondage. Now ask me the question. Ask me the question now, Pastor Gary. Why don't you drink? Ask me somebody. Why don't you go to bad Movies, Pastor. What, you want to ask me that? I don't think I need to answer the question. You know why I don't? Because I care about your children. And what they see me do, I'm giving them permission to walk in that bondage. The fear of man is say, oh, it's okay. I'm, I used to go to these big parties when I worked for Pizza Hut years ago in the food industry. And, uh, and I, you know, I worked myself up the ladder and blah, blah, blah. And they would send us to these big old conferences. Man, it was nothing but a drinking booze and bar, man. I mean, everything. People was rocking and rolling. And, and, and then they bring out our food. And there was a few managers that was sitting with me at my table. And I, I, I don't know, I'm like looking for one godly man in this thing. I felt like Lot. I'm serious, in the, in the land of Sodom, I really truly felt like it. And so I, here I am, and I had to make a decision that day because I was always faithful to pray for my food. Yes. <laughs> Man, it was just, everybody's getting drunk, dancing, and, and music playing, but our food's all, all on the table. I looked around, I had a decision I had to make that day. I could either set an example for them, or I'm either going to follow them and be trapped by the fear of them. And I never forget that day. And I'm not saying this to be prideful. I'm just saying, because this is what I, I feared God. I bowed my head and I prayed for that food. I didn't care at that moment what they thought. I cared what God thought. And so I'm going to challenge you today. Don't let the fear of man pressure you to do things that you don't believe in. Don't let them twist your godly values, church. Don't bow down just to please them or be accepted by You don't live your life to be accepted by your friend. You live your life to be accepted and to please God. Amen. And as you live your life to please Him, people will just be pleased with you. They'll love you. In Proverbs chapter 9, verses 25 again, 
It says the fear of man will prove to be a snare. So how, how, how do we get free from all this, Pastor Gary? How do we get free from it? And here's how we do it right here. But whoever trusts in the Lord <laughs> is kept safe. So the beautiful thing this morning, if you're caught in this spirit of fear of man and you're in that trap, God can set you free right now. You know why he can? Because it's a spirit. It's not your personality. It's not how you were born. It's not how that you were. Let me tell you something. It's a spirit that wants to hold you in bondage. And you're going to run a three-legged race the rest of your life if you don't cut it. God's saying it's time to cut the string, guys. Time to cut the rope. Let's cut it. Let's start living the life and running the race that, I, that God has meant for you and not, not a race that man is trying to dictate to you. What is the answer? What is the answer? Well, let's go back to what, what, what causes the fear of man, what, what causes this bondage in the first place. It's constantly trying to please people, constantly trying to please people. The second one is constantly trying to control every situation. If you're if, trying to please these people, you're going to try to control the situation. You're going to try to change yourself. You're going to try to do things to make sure that, that, that you'll be pleasing them rather than God. What's the answer? He just said, but those who trust in the Lord will be safe. But I'm going to give you this scripture here. It's my favorite scripture of all times. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. You want to be free? Let me show you how to be free. You ready? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, all your heart. In other words, you live your life to please God, not please man. And then not in your own understanding, in all your ways, submit to him. In other words, God, I'm going to give up this controlling attitude that I have trying to please everybody else. But God, I'm no longer going to try to live to please the world. But God, I give you now my life. I'm going to give you full control of me, God. I'm going to turn my life over to you, God. I'm going to submit to you my ways, God, to him. And he will do what? He will make your path straight. He'll keep you going in the right direction. And some of you, it's hard to smile because, because you can't keep up with the Joneses, man. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I tried it. <laughs> it's worked so much better this way, okay? All, all I've come by to do today is try to help you get free. Because some of you, you're just putting way too much pressure on yourself trying to please people. Stop it. You ladies, get off of Facebook play, or whatever now, Twitter or, 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 or Instagram or whatever you're using, TikTok. Oh, my God. Lord, help you. Anyway, but just, I don't know. Just here, the reason why I say that is because about the time you're doing real good, you're going to see some real sexy girl on there on the beach somewhere, and you're going to look at yourself in that, that trap. It's going to speak to you say, uh-huh, you're not as good as them. You need, you need to do that. You need to look like that, right? Stop it. Don't do that to yourself. Okay, you know why they're doing it? Because they're trapped by the fear of man themselves. And remember, their snare is going to make a snare for you. Get your eyes off of it, start following Jesus, and be this foxy hot lady for your husband, man. Amen. Do it for your, if God's on the throne of your heart, do it for your husband. Do it for your wife, man. Amen. Y'all getting what I'm saying? Stop trying to please man, please God. And as you please God, it'll all come together, church. Man, you'll be free. You'll be so free. You won't worry about, oh, they're talking about me today. Oh, my goodness. God wants to set you free. God wants to set you free and make you free. 
So start living to please him. Let me read you this last scripture and I'm done. Revelation 3, verses 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine, and, and, and dine with him and he with me. Now, I was sharing this Wednesday night and I'm done. There are some of you that have lived your life to please man so much that you, here's what you do. You live in fear if someone knocks at your door and your house is a mess. I was sharing this Wednesday night. Don't you? Come on, ladies. You know, your husband says, well, I got some guys coming over. No, you don't. I've not cleaned that house, right? Here's the good thing with God. But why do we do that? And there's nothing wrong with that. We don't want to look like a slob. I get that. I understand it. But, but here's what we have to be careful of. Quit putting the fear of, of, of thinking that it has to be perfect. Here's the good thing with God. God doesn't care what the inside of your house looks like. All he cares is that you open up the door. When he gets on the inside, he'll help you fix it up. He'll make it look good for you. Amen. You don't have to hire anybody. He'll do the cleaning for you. Stop trying to perform and please everybody and make everything look so good by controlling every situation. Give up the control. Let Jesus come in and watch what he'll do. Give up the fear of man in Jesus' name. God wants to set you free. Amen. Come, would you stand with me this morning? Come on, let's stand. I'm going to pray. And I'm, I'm just not going to ask you. I'm going to challenge you this morning. If you want freedom, if you want to be set free from this bondage or you want to be set free from anything or just maybe you need healing, I'm going to challenge you this morning. First, I'm going to ask you, I want us to close our eyes right now and I'm going to pray a prayer over you. If you've been battling with this fear of man and it's got you trapped, what I want you to do right now, and again, right now, in the spirit of fear, that trap's going to start speaking to you. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't you do it. it well, it's, I'm, I'm going to prove most of my story here. But if you're there, Please, God, I want you to lift your hands right now. Say, God, I surrender my life right now. Come on. That's you. Come on. I'm going to pray over you right now. God, I want to be free. I'm sick and tired of this. I'm sick and tired of trying to live my life like everybody else. But God, I'm going to live my life the way you want me right now in Jesus' name. Father, I pray, God, every hand, God, you see them. And I pray that, God, that your spirit, God, set them free, God, because we know that, God, that that, 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 that that fear, that trap of fear is a spirit, and God, right now, we come up against that spirit. It has to go in Jesus' name. The voices have to leave right now in Jesus' name. You're not welcome because I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. Only God is going to sit on the throne of my heart. And I remove man. No man has the authority to sit on my heart anymore. God, I pray you cast out the fear of man. Cast out the fear of other things. But God, right now, begin to absorb into our lives, God. Begin to come in, God. Take residence, God, in our home, God. God, begin to set on the heart and the throne, God, of our hearts. God, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Come on now, let's pray.